0: And hey, what's going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of Unscripted. Uh, please uh, excuse the delay there, but uh, we are ready, rack, ready to rock and roll. What's that? Yes, yes, definitely. There'll be some technical difficulties. People are calling me and everything. Man, I'm just, I'm just getting to that. All right. So we got EC3. Uh, do you have your belt with you? That's, that's the question.
1: Oh no, I don't have my belt, but well, I do. How well, dare well, you, well, anyway champion? Well, I've got. I've nice, got nice.
0: <laughs> man, man, how do you just, just explain to me how you're feeling right now, man? You are among the elite.
1: Yeah, I mean to have your name. Recorded in the history, in the lore, in the nostalgia of one of wrestling. We only see half the belt, man.
0: I want to see that. We want to see the whole thing. Give, yes, give, well, do, do the. There you go.
1: There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yes. What was that? Talking about myself, that's right. Yes, yes. Yes, have my name in the annals of history, of lore, of the nostalgia, of the prestigious and fine National Wrestling Alliance to be listed amongst the greats and then to therefore be on the path to surpass these greats by becoming the greatest NWA World Heavyweight Champion of all time. I'm feeling pretty
2: good. good Wait a minute, wait a minute. All these, all the the past champions. Let's take people like Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk Jr., Terry Funk, Jack
1: I got a better headlock than Dory Funk Jr. I got a better kick than Ricky Steamboat. Hmm. Okay, and a better crossbody, I might add. I got a better chop than Flair. You know, yeah, I I can surpass all of these. I am like the conglomerate paladin version of each and every one of their super special powers is now residing within me because of this prestigious title. Wow! Very interesting.
0: Impressive. Very very impressive, man.
1: Very impressive.
0: So EC3,
2: go ahead, go ahead, Bill. If they put, let's say hypothetically, Hypothetically. you had a match tonight against Dory Funk Jr. in his prime, and this is for this belt. Yeah. How would you wrestle that match?
1: I would. Would 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 you beat Dory? I would totally get DQ'd in forty-seven minutes. Like. I mean, come on, Story Funk Jr. You know, man is a great. Right. I mean, how, how would you beat him? That by disqualification. I'd probably trick him into doing something dastardly, maybe getting him so upset that he had to poke me in the eyes or kick me in the nuts. But, uh, you know, I'd probably – I'd go that route if that was not the case, and I'd probably use some sort of nefarious means to do the exact same thing behind the referee's back, probably roll him up, maybe grab the trunks. Worst-case scenario, I tackle him one-on-one, 60 minutes, we go Broadway. That, you know, it's still a oh, – technically, I still retain the championship. Or I just beat him in three minutes because I'm that good. You know, you, you can't really plan for the hypothetical.
0: Mm. Yes, yes, indeed.
1: E. Jackhammer, how about that?
0: There you go. Are you still calling out Goldberg like you did before?
1: I mean, I love to wrestle Goldberg. I, mm. I don't know I'd necessarily call him out, or I just say like yeah, some crazy claims that I would defeat him in you know some offput country like the Congo
0: hmm.
1: or something. Of that I think.
0: No. I think. Uh, no, we talked K-Tar before.
1: Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. I would love to have Big Bill challenge me. Yes. I would love to see him come to the ring wearing the black and white gear he had mm. the wwf run i'd like to see him throw some air punches in one giant crescent kick i'd like to see him go ah! like that and then i would like to move out of the way of a spear and then hit him with my finish and defeat him
2: so after tyrus lost the belt to you he's yeah. announced that's it he's retiring from pro wrestling do you feel that if he would have retained the title that wouldn't have happened that you've retired him
1: well, the stipulation was he was to retire if he succumbed to defeat, which he did. Had he, by some hook or crook, managed to escape with victory at NWA 75, I, I think he was he was ready. I think uh, physically, mentally, he's doing so well in other fields. He's done so much for us as an industry and as a business. He's done so much for me as a colleague and a friend that, uh, you know, the time was coming. So if it wasn't then... well. It had to be then. It had to be NWA seventy-five because he knew I'm the only capable person that can give him the perfect ending for his career that he deserves. Hmm. Very very nice.
0: What are some things that uh, you can tell these young lads who wants to be NWA world's heavyweight champion? That's the thing. That's one thing I like about the NWA title. There's that's the difference. You have a world heavyweight champion, just a, a champion of one world. But in the NWA, you're the champion of plural worlds. And so that makes you at a higher status, EC3. Is Am I correct it, on
1: that? Is that how it's spelled? Because I thought it was world apostrophe S, like possessive, the world. Almost. What does it say on the belt? What does it say
0: on the belt? It is, there's no apostrophe on the belt. Worlds heavyweight champion.
1: I'm the champion of multiple worlds.
0: <laughs> yes, you are. You are. <laughs> you are.
1: You are. <laughs> well, if you see NWA or... Uh, uh, first episode of the new season the new era hashtag over era i did make a bold boisterous claim that i'm willing to and shall defend this title um everywhere and that included on land on sea on air it included in antarctica it included uh mars it included the fifth dimension and the fourth dimension like hell i'll take it to the andromeda galaxy if i mm. must defend this world's mm. championship. so as long as there's breathing life doesn't necessarily need to be human because you know aliens are real that yeah i will defend that world's cradle against them as well
2: Very nice. okay so but beside uh ricky morton who are some of the other legends of pro wrestling that are making the national wrestling alliance come back full force again
1: i you know R- ricky does what he does backstage and what he does in the ring and what he does mentoring his son and ricky's just a a welcoming presence and just one of the best guys on the planet. So shout out Ricky Morton uh, behind the scenes. You're going to have a Pat Kenny running you know, town relations. And, you know, he's a very, very, very smart and, you know, Simon old. diamond, Simon, Simon. diamond, mm, Pat yeah, <laughs> he, nice. he's really, he's really great as a locker room leader. He's a boss. You can talk to about anything, a man you can trust. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the world's champion And, you know, he's responsible for me being that. But I'm also saying that because I believe it, and it's true, and it's honest. He works hard. He appreciates hard work. He appreciates talents. He's not afraid to step outside the box, so to speak. Talent that want to present themselves in the most engaging and entertaining way. Like he will say, it's not rocket science, and I think that gets lost in the shuffle. Another big legend, one of my personal favorites, is a producer and an agent, Dr. Tom Pritchard. like he's very 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 responsible for the success i had he's probably my greatest coach my greatest teacher i don't think he knows how much he's meant to me in like multiple aspects of life but hopefully he does and uh having him there and his insight and his genius is really it's really good for young people to kind of get that experience to have him kind of guide with his tutelage
0: very nice very nice I just talked to uh Dr. Tom Pritchard uh, recently, man. Uh very nice guy, man. He's uh, one of my favorite people to uh uh do interviews with. So I I, uh, I, I second that. Yeah, yeah. So East man, you know, uh I, I'm proud of you, man, as 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 a friend. You know, you. like you know, we we've we've built a pretty good relationship over the past uh six to nine months, man. And uh I'm I'm happy for you, man. Just like
1: brother to brother, man. If I were to ever find a bride, I would invite
2: you to the wedding. That's how close we become. Man, yeah, that's that that's, that's uh, I know. I, I know. Do, I, do I get a guest invitation for that? Or? You're gonna marry us, you know? <laughs> oh, that, that's good. Okay, so you have the world, you're the world's heavyweight champion. And right. last night, last night, we just got done uh, seeing the world's heavyweight champion of WWE. Seth frickin Rollins, Mm -hmm. you defending your title, Seth Rollins in the other corner, what
1: happens? Well, I'd probably kick out of his finishes because everyone else does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Having said that, no, Seth, you know, he's been on top for so long. An amazing talent, you know, another guy that came through the FCW system that, you know, also had preceded that with great success and has trumped that great success with, you know, an incredible run in the WWE. He's one guy. We've only wrestled once and that once was a practice match before a raw in Louisville, just in front of agents wow. and we we're both up on the road. Hey, you and you wow. go. And we started working. and like It was awesome for five minutes. And then I think he did a backflip off my back and he kind of landed a little wonky. And so they're like, Oh, you know, they just cut it. So the only time I ever wrestled Seth Rollins was in front of basically nobody, but I'd love to do that in front of, Many people, I think that Seth another.
0: Rollins, Derek Bateman, and Johnny Curtis versus Antonio Cesaro, Dean Ambrose, and Damian Sandow. We I'm tag. The match right now, yeah. Tag. Six man
1: tag, yeah. I remember There's... that match too because I had, great, I had a great hot tag, a great comeback, and then I got beat by Cesaro.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's yeah. a good match, more, yeah. more uh, NWA here. Is uh, Colby Carino has taken the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship from uh, the very uh, convinced that he'd never lose Kerry Morton, the son of Ricky Morton. Totally different personality. Uh, We were backstage a couple weeks ago,
1: and I'm sitting next to Kerry, and the phone rings. And sure as hell, you know what the name was? Who was that? that? Bill Aptor. How about
2: yeah, that? Yeah, I know that
1: guy. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. And then I then he gave it over to him, and he started yelling about him for something. But Yeah, carrie has got a huge, bright future. He can't lose, obviously. I've beaten him, and obviously he lost to Colby. Colby, I'm a very big advocate for. I really like his style. I really like what he can bring to the table. I, I, I truly believe that he would be somebody that can make something as simple as a headlock a devastating finisher. And why I say that is just because I had this crazy idea a year and a half ago, and I'd love to see it come to fruition. But regardless, he works hard and he goes hard. And I think what NWA needs to do is focus on building within, like a youthful movement of a youthful movement of people that get it, that understand mm-hmm. psychology, that understand character, that understand physicality with purpose. I like to call it as opposed to just you know moves and bull. But like yeah. young core that can really bring up. And then uh, I'm pretty much the perfect leader for them. So, mm.
0: yeah. He says, if there's uh, one free agent that you would want to come into NWA and compete against, who would it be? For the world's
1: world. NWA champion. So are they currently a free agent or just somebody became available?
0: Somebody currently a free agent.
1: That means CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously CM Punk, the Chicago ties, the Billy Corrigan, CM Punk would be a, a fantastic challenger to oh, his feet. Yeah. To me. You know, at the end of mm. kind of, you know, there's a lot of uh, hoo-ha and speculation and roundabout talkings about the dealings within his uh, previous employer and, you know, his previous executive, like whatever. Uh, what I do think about him is that he is a dynamite in the ring and dynamite on the microphone that we can definitely draw a lot of intrigue and uh mm. be him too.
0: C M Punk versus E C
2: three. I think that would be I think that would be uh, a great place for CM Punk. I agree to, uh, I mean throwing that out there to have him
1: come in would be a game changer. And I think our locker room as a more uh, professional atmosphere sometimes. So I don't think the uh, shenanigans um, fooleries of the intertwinings and dramatics would take place as much as people striving to be the, the best version of themselves and the best version of anybody is EC3 as the world's heavyweight champion. Hashtag sure. historically the uh,
2: Historically, the NWA belt has come through WCW and then TNA, which is where you were for quite a long time there. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, going, you know, making a uh, um, an impact back in uh, TNA with the National Wrestling Alliance Championship?
1: Well, I mean, the co- collaboration is what creates great art. Collaborative efforts is what can really, you know, change the game, so to speak, of this industry. And I think any collaboration with any like promotion would be wonderful. And I think for myself to return again a world's heavyweight champion, the real world's heavyweight champion this time to an impact wrestling. I mean, I would love to do it. I just don't know if I want to do it alone or if I want to bring somebody with me. Mm. Invasion. No, just my aunt. I just bring my aunt.
0: Yeah, I'll take that'll work. Yeah, I'll take your hand will work
1: Like, oh, what are we trying to fight for? What are we taking over? Right. this oh, is invading that. What are we what are we doing? Fighting for 50-50 booking and you know. Like, these guys can't lose or these guys can't lose, so we make sure these won't, like, what are we fighting for And an invasion?
2: TV, TV time. TV time.
1: TV time, in a sense, that's a good point. But You're I,
0: fighting I mean, for uh, the rights of GFW back.
1: AC3. Sure, I don't want them. They can yeah. have a Anyways, but I think what we do fight for is competitive spirit. You know? The act of combat primordial combat taking place in an 18 by 18 or 20 by 20 foot ring physicality of purpose i mean the beauty the violence professional wrestling whom is the best like that's what we compete for and i'd ha- happily do that in any promotion with three letters or five
0: ec3 is it safe to say that this is your greatest achievement in your professional wrestling career
1: no i think my greatest achievement hasn't been a. Uh, mustard yet i think my greatest achievement will be going down as the greatest nwa world heavyweight champion of all time but i yeah, will say it's up there so far
0: point. so far what about so far
1: with the amount of things i had to overcome to get to this point compared to the things i overcame in a prior life and line of work to become the uh tna world heavyweight champion yes i would at this point uh-huh. i think The honor, the history, the prestige of this is one thing, but also being the one that has to bring forth a new era, an NWA 2.0, so to speak, to have that thrusted upon me, that great challenge, that daunting task. Yeah, that's the most important thing I'm going to have to do in this industry.
2: Who are these sharks surrounding you going after this NWA title currently? I don't know, probably everybody. Like, some, some of the names. Yeah,
1: they, they can't. They can't tackle the great white. You know, they got to step the game up. I mean, who would be coming for this NWA championship? i'll Right off the bat, I'm going to say Tom Latimer. One mm-hmm. of the yeah. the. yeah, one of the true reasons I even came to this company in the first place, because I know deep down, how talented and exceptional he should be and can be, that if he can just figure it out, he would be in this position. But fortunately. You know, you can't because here I am now. So that wasn't my intention was to bring him up a level. In hindsight, I realized, no, nobody can be on my level. So that's why I'm the champion. That's why he'll be a challenger and a worthy adversary, certainly. But, you know, who else would be a shark, Bill? Me look Trevor right. Murdoch? Yeah, Murdoch, big burly bastard throwing haymakers and clotheslines. I love barrel-chested, Big meaty men, so I'd be totally down with Trevor Murdoch.
0: Big Jack- meaty man slapping me, like Knox as well.
1: Yeah, in right, me, right. the ultimate faux pas in professional wrestling. I'd be into. I'd be into Mike Knox. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's a guy, another big meaty slapping man, mm-hmm. but another guy who has had such a long tenured career who still hasn't had that moment for himself. Now he's not going to get it at my expense, but to offer him the opportunity to, that'd be cool. Uh, let me look around a little bit. Like, there's a lot of young guns coming at it. Like, I can see I can see anybody in the Southern Six coming after it, but I think they need to hone their craft into kind of the top of the mid-card for a while before they're ready for this.
0: Hmm. Very nice, very nice. Uh, there's there's uh, Nick Aldis is, uh, is someone who's just kind of around, and uh, we, we're seeing what's possibly next for him. There's different... Areas that he may go. I thought he was an Ooh. agent. He, he may be an agent, he, or he may not. What, he's, what, a, he's what a handshake a, deal! Yeah. yeah. What? What about? Uh, what, what about artists?
1: Yes. You say one thing and they report it as fact. And <laughs> got it. Yeah. You I know, mean, you know,
0: the sheets are one hundred percent correct all the time. ec three. Yeah. You know that.
2: <laughs> like <Seth laughs> cologne. No, this I got from one of my sources. So this oh, is. Man. There's nothing. Hey, there's Nick? nothing. Stone yet, okay. Mm, mm. So, Tell your source Nick,
1: good Good to hear from Nick. Your source Nick, <laughs> <laughs>
2: having I said that, my sources away.
1: yeah, you did not reveal your source Nick. I get it. No, but having him, like, he did quite a bit to bring this title back to a prestigious level he to bring, you know to put on the map. And with the NWA in his infancy, or the, the new version in his infancy, bringing it up that. I would welcome that challenge very much. I think that'd be incredibly good uh, business. Indeed, yes. yeah. It would be, be strictly
0: business. Strictly business.
1: That's uh, like,
2: uh, other than you, yeah. well, well, that's <laughs> other than you, who who was? Other than you, who was your NWA hero? When you go back and look at the greats, was there that one guy that you said that's I want to be like him? Who was it?
1: I said exactly that, Bill. I remember being a young child going, that's that's who I want to be, and then I want to beat him, too. That's a man named Sting. Sting,
2: yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right behind me, actually. No, that's Bruno. That's Bruno. That's Sting. <laughs> Sting was there.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: you you end up beating Sting, man. Uh,
1: yeah. Is that the
0: biggest win of your career, like, as far oh. as achievement-wise?
1: No, that'd be Kurt Angle was the biggest one for sure. Uh, so you, Kurt Angle, so are you amazed... So a I Sting mean,
0: win is over no. a Kurt Angle win?
1: No, Kurt Angle wins over the Sting win.
0: I mean, a Sting wins over. Uh, please, before you ask the question, Bill, do explain why a Kurt Angle win. And again, Kurt Angle is one of the all-time greatest. In your in your eyes, why is a Kurt Angle win bigger than a Sting win?
1: For me, personally?
0: Um, yeah, for you personally, yes.
1: I would say the circumstances of the contest. Okay. The Sting match was a eight-minute television match, and then there was a throwaway tag team match. Well, the Kurt Angle match was a pay-per-view main event for a world Heavyweight Championship that had a sustained amount of time and effort and dramatics and physicality. And I took yeah. 17 German suplexes in that match. 17, okay? Mm. I think that might be the most in history. And I survived, and I won. But the reason Kurt does stand out the most is, as a young lad, someone asked me, What's your dream match? And I said I want to wrestle Kurt Angle for a world title one day. And then they laughed at me. And then guess what? You did. I did it. So,
2: did. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, hindsight twenty twenty. Both are legends. Both are goats. Like, yeah. You
2: are you amazed that Sting is still doing this and wrestling it and wrestling at a level? at he's this gotta, point. That's insane. He's gotta stop jumping off stuff. Mm. Yeah. Stuff. How are you doing,
1: man? Yeah. No, like, but if he's first off, if he's giving back to a you know, a generation that desperately needs, you know, people that have done this at a sustained and high level for a long period of time, awesome. If he still loves it, putting on the face paint, which takes hours, slapping on the singlet, popping the tea over it, or sometimes popping it out. <laughs> pop off on the tee, like, again, then keep going, man. If it makes you happy, it makes people happy and bringing happiness to people for a good, a good human being like Sting, bringing happiness to people.
2: Yeah.
1: Why people do this. It's not why I do it, but it's probably why he doesn't. Mm. Why do you do it? Uh Personal gratification and conquest and challenge. And I like to collect scalps. Uh, I like mm. to be dominant and I like to, uh, enact all of my intricacies and uh, demons that I have inside via a therapeutical sense of professional wrestling. So I don't know, being able to speak on a microphone and say what I want to say, being able to go into a wrestling ring and do what I want to do and to be able to be on pay-per-view and defeat people twice my size for world heavyweight championships. Mm. Like, yeah. It's all I, it's all I love. It's kind of sad.
0: So let's do some, uh, so Dr. Chris is about to step in and, and, and do a little bit of uh, psychotherapy here.
2: I knew right? you were going there. I knew so, it. So
0: 2023 EC3, let's do some gestalt therapy here. Okay. So 2023 EC3 is talking to 2013 Derek Bateman. What okay. does he tell him? Oh, that's a good question.
1: Never compromise yourself, who you are, and what you believe to appease another person. Whatever you do, whatever you do, go all the way. Do not sit in the back. Do not complain. Do not have regret. Do not whine and moan and fall into a complacent mold where everybody's nothing matters in wrestling. If you really want this and you really want to succeed at your highest level, you will find a way and it might not be the way you think you might have to get fired twice. You might have to go through personal professional hells multiple times, but never compromise who you are and what you believe and what you want to give to the world, your gift. You know, my gifts, not wrestling matches. It's having Greek tragedies live. So now, but still, yeah, like definitely something along those lines. Like, Do do not sit and regret that you did not barge into your boss's office and tell him he's a psychopath and an idiot. Demand what you want and then accept the consequences because you probably will get fired, but maybe you won't. And maybe instead of that, you'll get what you deserve, which is the opportunity you need.
0: Indeed. Carving your own path, one match at a time. Oh, controlling his own. I was about to say that you stole my thunder, EC3. Controlling his narrative, one day at a time. So, Bill, you got something?
2: No, I, I wanted to actually know what you thought of what he said. Mm. Oh, I, I, I think it was something. I yeah,
0: yeah. I, yeah. I think that I think that that was great, man. I think that that was a a great way to. Um, to tell Derek Bateman, and then you know,
1: um, I'll tell him cut hair.
0: tell cut his hair. <laughs> him
1: his hair. Yeah.
2: I'm glad, yeah,
1: I'm glad he brought that up because I I try to have that conversation with people where I was. Like one thing, if I'm talking to, you know, because nobody wants to like an old man telling me how it used to be and blah blah blah. Like I'm still at an extremely high level, and I think I could communicate with the generation below me fairly well. So telling them things like that when they're complaining about, well, they didn't let me talk. Well, did you ask? Mm -hmm. Well, no. Then how how do you know? Mm -hmm. Like, do not wallow in the the self-pity. And I've seen so many great, bright souls and personalities, myself (laughs) included, become depressed and deranged and degraded because of it. When in reality, like, yeah, A lot of bad things happen and bad people make bad decisions but at the end of the day did you do everything you could have the answer is always going to be no Mm. unless you did because if you did do everything you could have you'd be where you want to be Mm.
2: do you find that a lot of the young talents that come into nwa and the other companies are too much in their mind they're an imitation of another wrestler that they idolize is there too much of that going, you know, I want to be just like Rey Mysterio. And they, they, their whole presence in the ring is trying to be this other character. What do you tell people like that?
1: I try, what I really tell them straight up is that uh, no matter what, there is only one you. You are uniquely you. You are the best you that can ever be because you are the only you that will ever be. So just go be you. And it's not because I didn't suffer the th- same things. I mean, I started in New York yeah. and I thought I was like, um, well, I'm going to do rolling Germans like uh, Kurt Angle and I'm going to do a Batista bomb and I'm going to hit the rope. Like the, like I was a uh, cosplaying my five favorite wrestlers, which you find inspiration and you take from the people you've looked up to, the your heroes, the work you appreciate. But what you do with it is you make it your own inside you and add your own twist and your uniqueness to it, where therefore you now become an original version of yourself, which right, right. We, we sorely lack in wrestling. And it takes time to figure that out. What it really takes, though, is confidence and the the ability to not fear failing. Like, Because if you go out there and you try something as yourself and it bombs the first time, you're beating yourself up all day about it. Yeah, you're in yeah. the WWE or developmental like we would try something and if we it stunk oh god I'm getting fired I'm getting fired today we're getting fired mm. yeah, Sometimes we did because you did not have room to fail even though failure is what creates and cultivates greatness
0: mm. I, I say failures are the wrongs to the ladder of success
1: so yeah. indeed that yeah. saw that week like oh it's okay to fail because you try no shut up it's okay to fail if you made yourself better because of it. But like you know, you know you don't want to fail. No, mm-hmm.
0: right. it's better not. to try and fail than to fail to try.
2: Is that Senegal? How about that? No, oh. Featherstone. That's
0: Featherstone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's both Featherstone. Both minds. <laughs> yes, thank you. All right, so, uh, let's do a ninety-second lightning round. All
2: right. Uh,
0: Let's see here. Buh, 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 buh. Um, 90 seconds. Real quick. I'm just going to try to find some. Here we go. Uh, which wrestler did you enjoy re- watching growing up, and who was on your Mount Rushmore of NWA champions of all time?
1: Uh, well, I started as a WWF fan, so my first wrestling uh, man crush was probably the Ultimate Warrior. I wanted him to beat Hogan. That was for sure. Looking back on it, I think I made the wrong choice. Uh, going from there... <laughs> Getting into, like, as I kind of grew up a little bit, I started liking the the villains a little bit more. So I was, I was into Rick Rude. I was into Mr. Perfect. Come Attitude Era, I mean, I don't, I, how do you not love Stone Cold as one of the greatest of all time? Then he had The Rock right behind him. And then he had, like, Triple H is like, the great heel. So when you started appreciating work more, like, oh, he's such a good heel. But, like, you know, then Mick Foley, who's... Real story resonated so much, so you know you buy the book. You know who he really is, and that character isn't a character. That's a real person you're watching and you're respecting. Okay. And then where where we go after that? Like then you get into like the work rate guys, so it's like Benoit and Guerrero's stuff like that. I got into you know then the Cena Batista era, and then Orton was one a huge, huge influence. Like I think he's one of the best in ring easily of all time.
2: Absolutely.
1: Still is, and then here we are. As far as a Mount Rushmore of NWA champions, I would say it's going to be a flare. I'm going to get you, a, I'm to get you a steamboat on there. I'm going to get you a Dusty. I guess I'm going to get you a Briscoe. Yeah, Jack mm. uh, or a Harley, Don't. You know what? I might take Harley oh. over Steamboat in that sense. Well, that hurts, Ooh, that hurts
0: my heart personally, but I, I can totally understand why, because only had one run, and it was yeah. you know, a couple months.
1: But then, you know, this beautiful Mount Rushmore is crafted via aliens or lasers or however the hell they made it. But then uh, floating above it in some sort of like three-dimensional hologram being shot with like dew lasers into space is the visage of the Overman, EC3, mm, rising yeah. above. Experience.
2: You know, I understand what he just said.
0: I did. Yes, yes, did. absolutely. So he's like, why need a Mount Rushmore when you have EC3?
1: You need a Mount Rushmore when you have technology creating an <laughs> image in the sky. Right yes, now. yes, indeed.
0: Let the listeners know, uh, we're, upcoming dates for NWA, man.
1: Yeah, we're going to be doing pay-per-view in uh, actually my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. That'll be 10 I think we announced that today or we announce it very soon. So, 1028 ticks.com when those become available, check it out. I have to draw a big house. I'm the champion, it's my hometown. So, yeah, that'll be really cool. We got power every week. The new era has started. Today was the very first episode of the new era. What I liked about the production, you know, the superficial beauty of it was great. But what I saw when we were filming television is, uh, How promos were crafted and how the talents were free to express themselves in the way they best feel they are. And there's a lot of impressive, like stick work. There's a lot of impressive in ring work. And, you know, these aren't 20 minute false finish matches all the time. You know, sometimes it's a four to six minute match with a clearly defined winner. But within that simplicity, there is a beauty and that therefore creates compelling characters that can therefore go on and have these compelling matches with other compelling characters and that is kind of the business and I think we lose sight of that sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. I have a re- I have a real quick question here. Yes. Uh, Billy Cargan, tell us what it's yeah. like being around him, what it's like working for him and what he brings to this whole picture.
1: I love Uncle Billy. I, I firmly believe in him as a leader and I believe in his vision. I believe in the fact that he did things and was doing things his way and not listening or you know succumbing to pressure to do maybe these things that would stunt the overall growth for like an immediate little surge. Like he bid his time, took his time, put his pieces into play to make the moves he wanted to move. And as a businessman, I respect that. I think that requires great discipline, which he has. I love the idea of somebody who loves wrestling, who doesn't actually wrestle, having creative input. I'm not saying like when it's so within the bubble and within the niche, where all we're talking about is wrestling and all we know is wrestling, sometimes we lose focus on, yeah, we're attracting 2 million people on Monday night, but there's 200 million people out there that kind of, like or do like or really like or really really like and maybe even love wrestling that have kind of fallen off the spectrum. Mm -hmm. getting them back into the fold by presenting something i don't want to say simple but presenting something easy to digest in a sense that because it is simple storytelling that is how you have great twists and great turns if you have a prolonged narrative where you kind of see where it's going till you don't. And I think that's exciting. Simple doesn't mean not hard work is what I try to tell a lot of wrestlers too. Like you can have a good, simple match and it can be great. And you still work incredibly hard at having that. So like doing the moves and one, two kick out and whatever every time, or like the eccentric high spots that don't make any sense physically like, hard work can be in the way you attack the mat when you bump when you stiff you know stick somebody to the clothesline snap somebody on a body slam clobber them in the corner having a well-placed strike is hard work as opposed to shoot da, 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 mm-hmm. head bump. Yeah. like yeah I mean so that simplicity isn't easy that simplicity is even harder to do and harder to pull off and I think something that we can focus on if nobody else is indeed.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in the middle, the man in the middle, the shadow Stevens of Sports Kita, ladies and gentlemen, the center square of Sports Kita, the NWA World's World's heavyweight yeah. champion, EC three, and the legendary Bill after two really good pals of mine. Well, don't
2: forget that I've got the mini built. You've go. got
0: the you've got you're the you're the junior world's heavyweight champion.
2: They call me Mini Champ uh
0: mini champ the the mini yeah. champ bill after ladies and gentlemen i am dr chris featherstone this is unscripted have a good night everybody solo